Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader fighting for faith, family, and freedoms on the front lines of the America First movement. I'm very excited today. Because if you're listening to this, that means we are less than 24 hours away from the launch of my interview with Mark Bikita, candidate for U.S. Senate in Ohio. We are very excited, very excited to release it. And I don't have any teasers of that. I'm not prepared for that, but I am very excited for the interview to actually come out. You'll be able to listen to it wherever you get the podcast, including right here, wherever you're listening to this. The video version will be on YouTube and on Rumble, my Rumble channel. And I'm very excited. Um, Thank you to Mr. Mark Rikide, if you're listening to this, for coming on to the show. And I cannot wait for, for tomorrow when the interview comes out. And we always do it on Saturdays. We do our conservative chats on Saturday. And I'm very excited to be able to release that here on the show. Americans for Limited Government calls on the Senate Republican Party to defund vaccine mandates. Americans for Limited Government blocked, or President, sorry, Richard Manning called on the Senate Republicans to block President Joe Biden's vaccine mandate by using the prospect of a government funding lapse as leverage. The House passed a temporary government funding measure on Wednesday to fund the government through March 11th. The Senate has yet to measure the bill, to pass the measure, I'm sorry. However, this bill serves as the latest string of short-term government funding bills. Uh, Conservatives now want to use the prospect of a government funding lapse as a way to defund President Biden's vaccine mandates. I know Republicans are afraid to do that because they don't want to rock the boat. Uh, Paul, Ron Paul, uh, Rand Paul, I'm sorry, Ron Johnson, Ted Cruz, and Mike Lee have signed a letter for Republican leaders calling on them to join the efforts to defund the vaccine mandates. 44 House Republicans signed the letter to defund the Biden mandates. Congressional Republicans must once again decide whether they want to vote to fund the federal government that is enforcing tyrannical COVID-19 vaccine mandates on the American people. Uh, Chip Roy, representative from Texas, Republican from Texas, wrote in a letter to Republicans. I, I'm running the list of these these representatives that will protest the mandates, basically. And I'm very sad that it doesn't look like any Ohio representatives are on there. Yes, they are. Warren Davidson is the only Ohio representative on the list. So sad. So sad. That our, our, oh, oh, the Ohio delegation in the House is, is not standing up for freedom. And, 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 and I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's very upsetting to me that this should be. How many uh, Republicans are in the House? How many Republicans are in the House? There are 212 Republicans. So there should be 212 signatures on that letter signed by or written by Chip Roy. Manning said they will urge the Americans to get every Senate Republican to defund Biden's vaccine mandates. Unconstitutional. He urged Americans to go to defundthemandates.com. Going to the website right now. It is a petition with over supposedly over 10, 000, 10 million signatures, 11 million signatures. I click take action now. Let's see what it does. Put in your name and address, and then you fill out the rest of the steps. Has a gab button on the page, which is pretty based. Just having that there is, is pretty based. Clicking gab.com, it, it puts it on gab for you. That that's based. That 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 that's a good start. 
that that gives me some faith for this this movement. And Republicans should stand up against these mandate against these mandates. And and the senator candidate we're having on tomorrow had an interesting take on the mandates uh, when it comes to states' rights. That'll be in the later half of the show. But this isn't actually completely banning the mandates, which was my the the, the basis of my question. But it's more defunding them to where if you're going to do these mandates, we're not going to fund you. And it's pretty it's pretty based. It's pretty good. Go go to the Senate delegation. Stop funding this government if they're going to continue funding and using that funding to tramp on your rights while also paying for crack pipes. Paying to give away free crack pipes to the American people because that is the most the most necessary purchase in the world is crack pipes for black Americans because that's basically the that's that's the measure. And now I'm going to do something a little bit different here on the show. I'm going to agree with Joe Biden. Now, you may laugh, you may laugh, and that's fair. But Biden is telling Americans in Ukraine to leave now. He said he is not going to send troops. And if he upholds that, if he upholds not sending troops, that is insanely based. I don't know why I'm saying based so much today. But it'll be insanely smart. It'll protect our troops. It was an NBC News article interview. Issued a warning Thursday, President Biden did to any Americans who remain in Ukraine and Russia as uh, as Russia continues to threaten invasion. American citizens should leave now. It's not like we're dealing with a terrorist organization. We're dealing with one of the largest armies in the world. It's a very different situation and things could go crazy quickly. Holt asked what Biden what asked Biden what scenario could prompt him to send Biden uh, troops. He said there's not. That's a world war when Americans and Russia start shooting at one another. We're in a very different world than we ever been. We ever have been. I never thought that I would agree with Joe Biden more on foreign policy than I would Liz Cheney. If we go back to one of my old YouTube videos, Liz Cheney literally said isolationism is very dangerous. And we need to stay out of out of these affairs in these foreign nations that hate us and stay out of them and And, and I don't really know how to word it, but just stay out of it. Stay out of these nations who hate us. Avoid sending our young men and women over there. And tell these people to evacuate. And if they don't evacuate, that that that's their stupid decision. If the Ukrainian, if the people in Ukraine that are Americans decide not to evacuate, come back to America, that that's a stupid decision, and that's their fault. But they know what the, the risk is, and they choose to stay over there. We should not send our troops to die. To fight for that nation that does nothing for our allyship. Sending our troops to die is insanely pointless. Insanely pointless. According to a U.S. military and uh, intelligence assessment, the Russian military could launch a full-scale invasion with tanks that potentially could reach Kiev. Kyiv, the capital, within 48 hours. If Russian President Vladimir Putin is foolish enough to go in, he's smart enough not to, in fact, to do anything that will negatively impact on American citizens. Have you told him that? Holt asked. Yes, Biden responded. You told him that Americans will be aligned that they cannot cross. 
He said, I didn't have to tell him that. I've spoken about that, and he knows that. And that's a good thing. I'm Okay, Here, here's my foreign policy in, in like a, a very short description. I am America first. We do not get involved in military conflicts that have nothing to do with us, and we don't nation build for 20 years and leave everything behind, and all of our progress is gone. What we do is stand up for our people, protect them, and only get involved if something bad's going to happen to our nation. And the fact that people think we need a nation build, we need to get involved in every foreign policy conflict because of our allies, oh my, our allies that do nothing for us. It's insanely, it makes literally no sense that, that we should get involved in a war with Russia for Ukraine. Am I going to say the same thing about a Taiwan war? Maybe not. Or, or a China war for Taiwan? Maybe not. But we do not need to get involved in Ukraine. Absolutely not. I, I don't see a situation where Ukraine is a is a situation that we should be getting in. I mean, I, I'm having a terrible time wording this. Russia is a powerhouse. Am I scared of Russia? Maybe, maybe not. But I also know that if something was to happen to Russia and we got involved, we would be hurting for a very long time. And I don't see a situation where that is worth it for a nation that's not our own. I'm a nationalist. I'm an America first nationalist. And so we shouldn't go into these nations, especially when Americans have had the time to evacuate in case a war is to happen. If they come to America and they start attacking America, that's a different story. But until then, until they attack us, until they decide to threaten us, and hurt us, we should not be getting involved. I say this when Biden's in office. I say this when Trump's in office. I I will continue saying this. And I'm glad that Biden agrees with me. Or maybe I agree with Biden. I don't know. That hurts to say, to be honest. But I'm glad that we're not getting involved. We're not sending our troops to die. When we return, communism is cancer. Senator says Americans must fight hard against communist China's influence. I don't know why communism is the number one talking point in America. We're going to be talking about that and how successful campaigns didn't use the word communism every other sentence. John Kasich, the irrelevant CNN contributor. January 6th is one of the darkest moments in our history. (laughs) And Whitmer, um... Gretchen Whitmer urges uh, Canadian authorities to take necessary steps to end the Freedom Convoy. Why is she so against? Why why is she so against protesting all of a sudden? My name is GOP Josh. This is a Conservative Crusader. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. We are doing the second half of the show without a laptop today. I don't know what happened to that thing, but it is going crazy this week. I don't know. It's tired of me talking about something on the show, but it's just not it's not one to cooperate. So, using my phone for the notes, so if there's any problems, that's why. After I just made an account so I could read this article. No, of course. Anyways, Tim Scott, I think, Rick Scott, I'm sorry, um, has has said communism is cancer. America must fight hard against communist China's influence. I agree that communist China is terrible. I don't. Cancer is a very, 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 very heavy word, but I, it, it's probably fitting. Communist China is reshaping the world according to its own agenda, and Americans need to act if they don't want to get their cherished freedoms taken away. Rick Scott told a panel event in Washington on February 10th. We cannot allow Xi's influence to spread because communism is cancer, he said, referring to Chinese leader Xi Jinping. We know what it's done in Cuba. We know what it's done in Soviet Russia. We see it at work in Venezuela. Now we have the people in America saying socialism is good. We cannot let this spread. So when I first read this article, I kind of misinterpreted it. I assumed he was saying that his opponent, I don't know who his opponent is, but his opponent is a communist. To keep the communists out of government, this and that. And that talking point just doesn't work. We saw Glenn Youngkin successfully win his campaign, not by calling Terry McAuliffe a communist, but by calling out who Terry McAuliffe really is, being a terrible politician and a career politician and and very not successful. It will kill us just like it killed 100 million people in the 20th century. At a forum at America First Policy Institute, a think tank led by some former top advisors for former President Trump, the senator made clear that he saw China under the Chinese Communist Party as the greatest threat to the world order and Americans' livelihoods, an idea that is receiving growing consensus in Washington. For Scott, the tainted Winter Olympics in Beijing is the latest reminder of the direction the communist regime is heading. Yeah, that's true. Uh, obviously, communism is not something we want to come to the United States. I don't know anyone who would want it to come to the United States seriously that has that has some common sense at least. And I'm glad that it wasn't what I thought the article was at first, which was him, him calling an opponent a communist. There are some communists running for American government. Don't get me wrong. M- running for the Senate, for the House, for governorships, probably. But what we don't do, and what Republicans and conservatives need to get out of their head, is that communism is a winning talking point. Communism riles up maybe 15% of the base. If you say things like globalists, because of the awakening that's happened over the past couple of years, if you say things like these anti-American fundamentalists, which they are, and run a campaign not directly attacking your opponent as much, but more just talking about yourself and what you're going to do for the families in America, for the American foundation of families, you're going to be more successful. Look at look at Glenn Youngkin. I'm going to always use Glenn Youngkin as an example. I don't always support everything about Glenn Youngkin. What I do support is the way he ran his campaign. 
It was a fair campaign. He didn't attack Terry McAuliffe. He, he focused on himself and not on Trump. He focused on himself and his policies and the families of Virginia that were directly impacted by the Democratic governorship of Ralph Nordham. Instead of the politics and the talking points about communism and socialism. And the RNC can't seem to forget that. Or can't seem to remember that. They love saying, Radical Nancy Pelosi and her communist agenda. Chuck Schumer and the communist agenda. No, Chuck Schumer is like a neolib. He's a capitalist. He's benefited of a capitalist. Both both him and, and Nancy Pelosi have benefited from capitalism. They're... They are not your av- average <laughs> socialists. But let's move on. Governor John Kasich, D of Ohio. No, he's a Republican. Sadly, and and this this kind of goes back to the to the interview we have tomorrow, and I'm gonna keep referencing that because I'm very excited for it. Extremely excited for that. Is that the Kasich regime? in the ORP, in the Ohio Republican Party, led to a lot of the the problems that are still inherently in the party today with Governor Mike DeWine, with the chairman, with the funds. And he he reveals a lot about that here on the show. Um, talks about that in depth. I'm very excited for that. Like I said, listen tomorrow, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get this podcast, literally the same feed and everything. Just wait till tomorrow. If you have notifications on, Subscribe at 11 a.m. You'll get a notification on your phone. It'll say, the conservative chat, Mark Makita, click on it. You'll be listening live, not live, but you'll be listening as it broadcasts, basically. But John Kasich, the Democrat from Ohio, the Republican from Ohio, January 6th is one of the darkest moments in our history. <laughs> are, are, they care, are, are they still comparing... January 6th to 9-11 on a daily basis. Former Governor John Kasich said Thursday on CNN's The Situation Room that the House Select Committee investigating the riot on January 6th is the most imp- is, was important because it's getting to the bottom of one of the darkest moments in our history. Jim Acosta said, as you know, the top secret destination designation means that those documents were released. It could cause grave damage to national security. So what's your reaction to this report? Can you imagine removing the top secret documents from the White House? I think this has something to do with Trump removing personal documents from the White House, which I think anyone should be able to do. When you talk about top secret information, and there were times I had to deal with it being on the Armed Service Committee, it was a very, very serious matter. Top secret information, there was an investigation that found out what exactly happened. This is reports. I don't know Maggie Haberman, but she's clearly a good reporter, but it's just a report, so if you have to get to the bottom of it. Following Trump all these years, the way he did it, real estate and taxes, there's no surprises. That's why the January 6th committee is so important, regardless of what some Republicans say. January 6th is one of the darkest moments in our history. I'll never be able to hear that statement. January 6th is one of the darkest moments in our history. Again, without thinking back to Kamala Harris on January 6th, comparing it to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. It simply wasn't the same thing, and it isn't the same thing. One an Air Force veteran patriot dying trying to stop people from entering the Speaker's Lounge is not comparable to 2,997 deaths on 
It is not comparable to Hawaii being bombed on Pearl Harbor. But the politics, it's all Jan- it's all the Democratic Party has. And I, I tweeted this the other day, and I think I already referenced, I already referenced to this on the show. But I'm going to find the tweet really quick. I don't tweet that often, to be honest. But while I'm doing this, you know, you can subscribe uh, to the Twitter page for free, GOP Josh 20. Uh, let's see here. Why is the left so obsessed with January 6th? And it's one of my most reacted to tweets. And it seems to be a general consensus that the Democratic Party has nothing else. The left has nothing else. And John Kasich has nothing else. One more thing, and then we're going to end the show a little early. Because you're going to have extra GOP Josh tomorrow, so we're just going to end the show a little bit early. Governor Whitmer urges Canadian authorities to take necessary steps to end the Freedom Convoy brockage on the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, Let's read her entire statement, word for word. My message is simple. Reopen the traffic on the bridge. In Michigan, our economy continues to grow because of our hardworking people and innovative small businesses. Now the momentum is at risk. Uh, commercial traffic is at a standstill on the Ambassador Bridge and heavily backed up at the Blue Water Bridge. Significant impact on Michigan's working families who are just trying to do their jobs. Okay, I'm done. Look back to 2020. Look back to the summer of 2020. Where Black Lives Matter protests, where Antifa rioters were in the middle of the streets blocking traffic. Where they were tearing down businesses, where they were destroying the small businesses you seem to praise in this in this statement, Whitmer, Gretchen. I care more about the small businesses being riot, rioted on for no reason whatsoever. For a, in my opinion, a made-up problem. Systemic racism is not a major problem in America in 2022. Or 2020, let's be, let's be frank. There hasn't been serious systemic racism, in my opinion, since slavery. And since after the, or before the Civil Rights Act. I mean, there are still racists in the nation, yes. But protesting isn't going to end that and destroying businesses isn't going to stop that. But now all of a sudden... She is upset about the the, the blockage of the bridge and and the small businesses because they're protesting against her. They're protesting against the vaccine mandates, the the unconstitutional, and I don't know about the Canadian Constitution, but the American unconstitutional vaccine mandates, the not being able to do their job without getting a jab. And if you don't support that kind of protest, you shouldn't support any protest at all. That's the most genuine protest in American history. We've been saying for two years, if the truckers rile up, if the truckers organize, if the truckers protest, we're going to have a lot of problems. And guess what? The truckers riled up, the truckers protested, and now we ha- and y'all have some problems. We're on the right side of history. The Democratic Party, Gretchen Whitmer, Justin Trudeau is not. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode with an interview. And then back Monday with your normal news of the day. My name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned.